RadioInfluence.com. Uh, we're back for another one here. Uh, your man DJ Tampa's most connected DJ, of course, my partner in crime here, Crisco Kid. Um, this is like the uh, Crisco. You know, you, you we we've we've named this the players playlist, like a point five. Uh, if you follow the DJ Aiken TV YouTube channel and and all the socials or whatever, this is like my offshoot podcast thing that I've been. It's like a. Something I've been really wanting to do. Crisco agreed agreed to do it with me, man, because he's he's like he's like a guy that can handle it too. Like he's he's well versed in broadcast. He's in sports. He's in you know his community. He's one of those guys. So you know uh, when he said let's do it, uh, here we are. Uh, the players playlist. Uh, this is our second episode, Crisco. Um, how are you? Yeah, well, you know I'm feeling better um, because our team won this week. So the, you know anytime that that kind of bleeds into the next week, it, it, that's your vibe that you're setting off, right? So. Positive vibes over here. Man, we'll, we'll get to the recaps. Let's just don't go jumping in all quick with that, all right? Um, we got my man in the building today, um, everybody. Ian Beckles, uh, NFL extraordinaire, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, look, Crisco, let me tell you something. Like, like, I don't know like how much you know about Tampa, but when it comes to sports radio, when it comes to talking this talk right here, like Ian is like, my yeah. officiato when I when I want to have these conversations. And I was like, Ian, uh, I know you got your own show to do today, but Crisco and I, like, we're looking for our first guest. And, you know, like, some 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 things I really got on my mind today that me and Crisco want to want to run out there. And I'd like to run them past you. And here he is, man. Ian, man, how you doing? It's rock and roll. That's, and my voice is always crispy, regardless <laughs> of the mic. Yeah, man. Hey, man, uh, you, you know how we do this, man. Uh, 30 to 35 minutes in and out. And um, first and foremost, man, be, before we even go like much further, man, I, for those who don't know much about Ian Beckles, Ian, um, a little bit of history on yourself, man. Um, originally from uh, Montreal, Canada. Uh, parents, uh, West Indian descent by Guyana and Trinidad. Uh, went to Indiana University. Got drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 1990. Fifth round. Uh, played seven years for the Buccaneers, two years for the Eagles. Then I had a little stint with the uh, the Jets and the Broncos. Uh, got a little banged up at the end of my career. But not, got nine years in, and uh, now I do sports radio on uh, 95.3 WDAE and 620 in the AM dial. Beckles and Retcher, and I've been doing this for uh, over 20 years now, so I'm old. <laughs> what position did you play, Ian? Offense, offensive guard back in the day, yeah. Okay, and, and, and Crisco, feel free to jump in wherever you want with the questions because I, I know you you be you be having some ones over there. I kind of got yeah. a little a little list of kind of where I wanted want the want the show to go. So I I know like if you got a question for Ian, I'll let you get it in right now. But this next piece that I seg to will probably be where you'll want to get you know a lot of your stuff in. You're the captain of the ship, literally. So you know what I'm saying. You know, you steer that boat where we gotta go. So, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 fellas, I figured we might as well do this, man. Let's talk about the week that was. Let's get a recap of of what y'all thought this week and things that you saw that that really jumped out at you. We'll, we'll save Crisco for a second because we know his Arizona Cardinals are, are definitely high on his list. Ian, what would you see this week that that kind of jumped out at you? Well, the Cardinals are Fugazi. But anyways, we won't. Oh, wow. Well. Oh, Crisco. They know they're in trouble. Come on, get out of here. There's there's no love between that coach and that organization and that quarterback. No way. It ain't going to work. So uh, we'll move on to uh, the rest of the teams. Uh, our Buccaneers didn't get it done. And I, listen, after three games, that's not what you are, okay? And everybody, oh, the Buccaneers got one of the best defenses of all times and blah, blah, blah. Hold up now. Re- relax. Because what I saw last Sunday night, against Kansas City, that wasn't it. And three yards rushing, that ain't it either. So uh, NFL changes weekly, 
and everybody's at the top of the list, and then two weeks later at the bottom of the list. So get, you got to give your team enough time to kind of unfold a little bit so we know what they are because it's almost too early to know what your team really is right now. Well, well, let me ask. We talked about that last time. Remember, we were saying, you know, the first couple of weeks, especially um, that the teams aren't playing their full starters in preseason anymore, right? You're trying to fight, figure out who's going to make the roster. Your starters aren't necessarily getting the snaps that they need up front. And so it's going to take two to three weeks for them to actually find that chemistry to gel. Who's hurt? Who's not hurt? Who's going to kind of come back in? And I, I agree. That's exactly what we're seeing. And I, I said that. Right. Don't, we said, don't worry. Don't nobody's trip. Don't stress out. It's just the beginning of the season. So. Well, let, let me let me throw a monkey wrench in here for both of you gents in here. Uh, I, I got a couple of questions about the league and things that we're seeing right now. And, and just off the top of your head, are the Eagles for real? Yes. Ooh. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you can. People were talking about the Eagles in the offseason. right? Another four and zero. I picked Jalen Hurts out of college to be a winner, and he's a winner. And pay the pay the man, pay the man his money. I'm I'm tired of black quarterbacks waiting too, too late to get their darn money, and everybody else getting it early. Okay, give the man his money. Give Lamar his money. I mean, these guys are doing nothing but winning, and that's it. Okay, so to me, Philadelphia does it right, and it's not about being flashy. It's about punching somebody in the mouth. I like I like the Eagles. Hey, what what type of money are we talking about? Do you think uh, Jalen is he, is he getting is he do the Josh Allen contract? Is he do bigger than the Kyler Murray contract? Considering his play on the field, um, wh- where are you kind of ranking the money where he should be? Well, the funny thing about sports in general is it's next man up kind of establishes the new base, and Kyler Murray's great. I mean, everything is going to go from Deshaun Watson to be honest with you. So Deshaun Watson, who got the biggest guaranteed contract in the history of the game and hasn't played in two years, he kind of messed the whole darn thing up. So, you know, to think that he shouldn't get as much as Deshaun is is crazy. I mean, I I know that's what Lamar and his people are starting on, his people being him. But, you know, it's everybody's different. um, But you have to kind of keep on resetting that number because four years from now, whatever he gets is not going to be that high. And everybody's like, these guys are getting too much money. Well, does anybody know how much the owners make? If you knew how much the owners make, you'd stop talking about how much the players make. And by the way, the owners make probably about a quarter of a billion dollars a year. And as their piece uh, of their entity is appreciating by probably 15%. So I wouldn't worry about the owners anytime soon. Wow. Quarter yeah, billion a, a money, year. Yeah. Money happening right here. <sighs> do you... Do you uh, okay. Let, let's talk about the Deshaun Watson thing for a second and, and the Eagles, right? I mean, not the Eagles, the, the Browns, right? Not that you know that their mindset, right? But if you, like you said about Lamar Jackson and these other quarterbacks that are here, there really isn't another way that they should be thinking considering the dude hasn't played in two years, hasn't proven anything. We're not even talking about the trouble aside, but he ain't even been on the field. And he's getting that kind of a money. You talking about, like I said, Lamar Jackson with the uh, the 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 uh, MVP trophies, and yeah. But why is it that whenever they talk about Lamar or something like that, and we're on these sports shows, it's like he hasn't really won. That comes up. Is that just because he's a black quarterback? You think? I can't speak for them. It sure seems that it sure seems that way. You know, to me. There's not that many quarterbacks win championships, right? There's only there are only a handful of people that are still in the league that have won a championship. So the fact that he hasn't won, you're gonna put it on him. He has he has he has MVPs. If you take Lamar Jackson off the, the Baltimore Ravens team, they don't win five games. Okay, and I'm watching him being as good. He to me is the most valuable player in the NFL. He makes the coaching better. He makes his line better. He makes receivers better. Everything is better. He makes his defense better. 
So to me, you, you got to pay that guy. I didn't think, I wouldn't have paid him an extension after his second year because I didn't know if he could make it. To me, Lamar is an exception and he's an anomaly and I would pay him his money for sure. Now, you said something earlier that um, it makes a lot of sense. You said he, they got to get with his team, his team being him. I didn't know he didn't have an agent or he doesn't have, uh, you know, his full team that, that I believe every player, every person in entertainment should have, right? Uh, whether it's one person, whether it's a team of 10. Do you think, though, the fact that he doesn't have that team, if he's handling his own contract negotiations, he's the own, only business side of himself, do you think that can end up hurting him? Because I know it does hurt some people in entertainment by not having the team to either be the bad guy, you know, good cop, bad cop, whatever mm -hmm. it may be, or just that can actually uh, speak on behalf of you in all different types of situations. Can this be hurting him? Well, I think you hit it on the head with the good cop, bad cop thing. Like for yeah. myself, if uh, I mean, his mother is the agent, okay, so it's, it's pr pretty much him. So if the if they say, well, this is our bottom line, if you have an agent, the agent be can become the bad guy. Well, if that's our bottom line, well, my guy's not showing up. It's going to be hard for Lamar to be talking to his bosses and saying, I'm not showing up. Because that doesn't feel like a, you're, you're a team player. If your agent right. does it, you're just doing business. So do I think it's detrimental? 100%, okay? At the end of it, it may work out for him. But you're, you're taking a lot of chances because, but I guarantee Lamar has a bunch of lawyers and a bunch of people looking at all the, the documentation. That's not going to be a problem. But sometimes you just need somebody to go, well, screw you, pay my guy, or he won't be there. And I just don't know if that's even possible right now. Well, well yeah. building on that question, right? Building on that question, would you, if you were on his team, being his mom, or if you were somebody who's advising him, would you have him on the field right now? That's a tough one for me. Uh, I, I'm always about playing, okay? Because I, I hate I hate for a player to be like, it's all about me. and it's all, But there's also the business side of it, too. How, everybody's going to say, what happens if Lamar turns and his foot's backwards next week? Which could happen. If his foot's on backwards next week, you know what everybody's going to say? He was stupid for playing. Instead of saying, good for you, and, you know, taking one for the team. So there's a there's two sides of this thing because there's the business part because if his foot's on backwards, then he's going to forego probably $200 million of guaranteed money. It's a lot of darn money. Yeah. I know. You're right. It's like you want to see the player play. As the fan, you want to see the player play. And I think as an obligation to the team and to the fans and the people that are investing in you, you want to see that. But you have to appreciate the business side. I think uh, with social media and with just more information out, the, the average fan, well, maybe not the average fan, but the more, uh, uh, I don't want to say educated, but the fan who's got a bigger interest in following their, their players or following their teams may understand the business side a little more than what they did 15 years ago, where they just wanted to, well, get on the field. This is unacceptable. Now I think you're seeing the fans be a little bit more lenient and acceptable and accepting the business aspect of the game as well. So hopefully they're taking to consideration when they see their favorite players on the field now yeah and 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 of course fellas you know i said i had two questions right i had two for this weekly recap and and here's the second one and this is a biggie because i don't know you, you never know who's a cowboys fans right you never know who a cowboy fan really is right and i could be sitting here talking to two of them i just don't know you're not always like this is there is there fellas is there about to be a quarterback controversy in Dallas. I'm first. Hey, whoever wants to jump on the question, you're a guest in the house, Ian. Do you, I mean, and let me just put it like this. 
For those who don't know, Cooper Rush has has been his back Dak's backup since he's been playing. The Cowboys are winning. I personally feel like sometimes when I see these guys like a Cooper Rush, I kind of feel like the same way I felt about who's the guy who that that jumped in for the Bucks for Jameis uh, a few years back. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I feel like sometimes right when these guys play right, it's not totally all on them. So then the team actually steps up in the roles that they could be. And, of course, you, Ian, probably know this as good as anybody, right? A few balls go their way. He doesn't make the big mistake. And all of a sudden it's like, this could be the guy. You know, maybe he is the guy. Like I saw a meme the other day that said they, they took it from Friday, right? And it's this Dak talking to him. He goes, hey, hey, Coop, man, my, my, my coach, from, coach from me asked me for my job back. And then <laughs> Coop, Coop is going, what job? <laughs> like on the scene yeah. from Friday. So so do we have a, con- a quarterback controversy brewing, fellas? Hell no. Not not even close. Uh, listen, this is, the real, this is the reality of it, okay? Cooper, you know, your boy Cooper Rush, his upside is the, the, the basement for Dak Prescott. Everybody know that. Everybody's like, Cooper Rush is playing so well. If that would, if that would, if Dak Prescott played those last few games, everybody's going to go, the Cowboys are winning despite Dak Prescott not playing great. Dak Prescott used to throw for 400 yards and lose, okay? So if anybody thinks they're better with Cooper Rush, then maybe you haven't watched too much football, okay? If, if, they, if they put Dak Prescott on the bench making $40 million, aren't you not, conceding that you made the biggest mistake in the history of the game. So so you could have went with Cooper, what is his name, Cooper Rush? Yes. I don't know his name. <laughs> you could have went with that guy and used $40 million to purchase eight other players? Then you yeah. suck. So I tell you what, the second he can throw it and run, he has to be on the field immediately. If he spends one down on that bench and he's healthy, they're wrong, period. Over with. Well, I'm going to take the other end of that, all right, fellas, because um, he may not be the new guy because once Dak, like you said, you've invested a lot of money in Dak Prescott, right? And there's a lot of ego in there because owners, GMs, coaches are not going to admit if they could have possibly saved money or made a mistake or who knows, whatever the case may be. A lot of ego in the play here. But I think what this does with Cooper is it builds equity in his brand, right? So he is able to potentially go to a different team after this season. He may be like, you know what? I feel underappreciated. Look what I could do with the Dallas Cowboys. And there, there might be another situation where somebody is looking for that quarterback that has been missing. They need somebody solid. They want somebody that can come in, make things happen that just fits into a similar offense as well. So I think this builds him up. Do I think, I do agree that you got to put Dak back in, but it's like something similar to where uh, last season with the, with the Cardinals and when Kyler was out, Colt McCoy came in, right? I think right. they were 2-1. and one. With Colt in. We know Colt is a, um, uh, he's a seasoned, he's a veteran, right? He's in the a journeyman. League. Is that what they call him, a journeyman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll use that term. <laughs> but like, I'm a face with UT, baby, so, you know, hook him. And so I like seeing Colt McCoy play anyway. And this season, you know, just having to talk with him as we're, like, leaving the games and everything. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think his mind is back up, but then, like, coaching and, like, looking and seeing how different things and how he can help on the bench as well. So maybe you see... Cooper Rush kind of go into that role, even if he doesn't become the starter again, but still people can look to him for guidance and, hey, how, can, how how do you think this looks or what could I be doing better? I don't know, but I think it definitely helps his brand. Well, I agree with everything you just said, but the question was, is there a quarterback controversy? <laughs> I don't, I, you, didn't, you didn't answer the question. The answer is no. <laughs> it's no. Hell no. There you go. <laughs> You're right. There you go. But, 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 it, but is Dallas for real, though? Is Dallas for real? Dallas is a good football team. 
They're a good football team. Uh, yeah, they're for real. I don't know. Are they win a Super Bowl? I don't know. But if you can win with your backup quarterback, isn't that just showing the world that you're for real? They're for real. 100% they're for real. They're, they're doing the things right now that make it for real. Rushing the passer, running the football, protecting the passer. And you know what? Our Buccaneers aren't. And I'm, I'm just saying that because you could, you, you could always fall back on rushing the passer and running the football, and the Buccaneers don't do that well, and I'm, I'm thinking it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite them eventually. I, I kind of feel like the, like the Buccaneers really got exposed this weekend, too, because I feel like you cannot, when you're playing a dude like, like Patrick Mahomes, the, the worst thing you can do is let him get off to a quick start. And yeah, well, when, when they scored that quick, I felt like we were in trouble because also, too, I don't feel like the Buccaneers have the firepower to be like a catch-up team and if the game gets to be going crazy like that. I just don't feel like it. Um, moving out to the West Coast, though, and, and let's hear this guy's take on how his Cardinals did this week. Oh, oh, oh you, you want to jump in on the Bucs? Go, go, go ahead. My bad. How, how dare I not let you jump in on the Bucs here? <laughs> you understand, you know, my, one of my, my favorite quarterback, Tom Brady, man. You know Ooh. what I mean? Go. So, uh, when I watch Tom play, I'm looking at the same way you guys are looking at, like, you know, being a part of the organization. You're being right there. I look at it as like, man, I thought this week would be uh, a little different than what we've seen, be- being that Mike Evans was back. Um, you know, the team, you know, getting some of the key elements back on the field. And I thought Tom Brady may have got the chance to gel a little bit more with the players uh, that he's been working with the past couple of weeks. But um, I don't. Is, I'm not trying to sound pop news celebrity like, but I think is the personal his personal life reacting uh, or having an effect on his play this season? Because to me, watching Tom Brady, who I've, I've you know watched for years, years, years play, uh, it seems like things just aren't really clicking as they have before in Tom's career. So, do you think that is affecting anything on the field, or what is it that just things aren't running on all cylinders for him and for all the players together? Well, you said that he's getting all the players back that he's been practicing with, and that's really not the case because they haven't been practicing. Okay, so Julio Jones has been hurt. Mike Evans has been hurt. Chris Godwin has been hurt. If all those three guys are healthy and playing, we're going to be all fine. They're going to be fine. Those guys have been hurt all year long. And we, we listen, everybody acted like it wasn't a big deal that an NFL quarterback took 12 days off in training camp. Get the hell out of here. What are you talking about? This is a guy who didn't want to miss a rep. And he's missed 12 days in training camp. And you don't think that's going to it's gonna hit you and your effectiveness? That's Those those are probably 24 practices you, you didn't have or meetings that you didn't have. Right now it doesn't look good, but every week it's a different lineup. And I don't, I don't like the feel of that. I mean, every week it's a different receiver. Every week it's a different go-to guy. Every week it's a different person getting the most targets. You need something, like you need to be calm. And every, there's nothing calm with the Buccaneers, especially, well, on either side of the ball right now. Right. I also think that, to Ian's point earlier, one of the big things is, too, is that sometimes we focus so much on who the star is that we forget, like, it's 11, it's 11 dudes out there at any given time on both sides of the ball, right? So the team has to be, you know what I'm saying, to your point even earlier, right, Crisco? Like, the team has to be doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, Tom Brady can't catch the ball when he throws it. He doesn't run the routes. He doesn't he doesn't block, you know what I'm saying? So all these other things, right? Yes, he can very much coach. He very much has a, a you know, you were speaking on that, I think, too, on our first episode about how great his football IQ is, right? You can talk, 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 but if these guys aren't, like, also as – as um, invested in as you are to understand all the parts that go with this to make it work. Because is Ian, am I correct? Football is a very big game of timing as well, right? Football is is way more complex than everybody knows. Okay, if the right guard had a tough night last night and his wife broke up with him or whatever, whatever happened to be, and he doesn't play well, Tom Brady doesn't play well. 
Okay. You want anytime you see the greats, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, any I would put Kyler Murray in there, but doesn't deserve to be in there. So any any of the greats that struggle, okay, struggle. It's because of a pass rush. I dare you to not pass uh, pass rush Tom Brady. I dare you to not pass rush Peyton Manning in it when he was great. They'll kill you. So to me, it's not about you see Tom Brady going crazy. You know why? Because the balls that are hitting Cameron Brady's hands were always caught in his career. The balls that were hitting these other guys' hands were always caught in his career. That's what made him great. He had greatness around him. I don't see greatness right now. I, I, I'm not seeing it, but it's early. And that's a very good point because I, it leads me to think that a lot of quarterbacks, I don't know what's happening this year in the league, but I have seen more receivers drop the ball. And I was even, I was talking with some, I forget, when we were talking about Kyler Murray, is it the way that he throws the ball? And they were saying, well, maybe because it's, you know, he throws like a baseball player. So maybe the spin on the ball could be different than what other receivers are used to catching. But I'm, you're, you're right. I'm seeing Tom Brady throw passes and receivers just flat. My dad always said, when the ball hits you in the hand, if you're a receiver in the pros, that's a catch. It should be a catch automatically if it hits your hands. And and we're not seeing that that season. So is it are the quarterbacks throwing the ball different or is the receiver? And they're wearing gloves more than ever now. Back in the day, they didn't wear any gloves. They were just catching the ball however it got thrown. What, what, what do you think is the problem now? Everything's just less full speed, everything now. Football is just everybody's scared to run their players or scared they're going to pull their hamstring. You're scared to practice them because you're going to pull a hamstring, but you want them to play 70 plays on Sunday. I just think football is getting, it's getting, it's becoming backwards for sure. Man, it's a lot to unpack, man. Uh, 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 Jason's got us on the clock, so 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 we we, we got to be moving along. And and this is probably why, like, when we have an Ian on here, we we definitely got to have this mapped out, Crisco, because these conversations can they can they can get they can get just like we like them, right? <laughs> Take the wheel. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's talk something else, Ian. Back in the day, right? Like, um, and it's a big deal now. It's part of where where Crisco and I come in, right? It's it's the entertainment of the game. It's it's the music that gets the players hyped. Mm -hmm. How important was the music to you back in the day when you were getting ready for a game? I think music has been important to me my whole life. And it just doesn't matter what I do. You know, I've, I've always been a sports guy. I've always loved sports, uh, but I've always loved music, always. Like, even when I didn't have any money, I mean, no money, I figured out ways to have a Walkman or figure out a record player or albums and stuff like that. So... It's always been a big part of my life. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I could call myself a DJ. I can DJ. I'm not this guy, but I could, I could spin a little bit. You got the vibes. I, you got I, that selection. Well, now. I mean, I can, I can play good music. I just, all the in between stuff is not quite like this. It's clean like this dude. But you know, it's, it's one of those things where music and myself. If you took music out of my life, there'll be a, there'll be a lot of voids. Okay, because I said if you took sports out of my life, it's going to be a huge void. The next thing would be family and music. I, I love music. Like my kids are into music. Like, my, I was rapping Lil Wayne back in the day when my kids were like, what are you listening to? I go, it's Lil Wayne. That's terrible. And then four years later, like, you ever hear of Lil Wayne? And I said, I've been listening to Lil Wayne since he was four. What are you talking about? So to me, pregame music, and when I talk, I, I like to, I could do a, a two-hour show on just pregame music. Like, I went from Rage Against the Machine to Mary J. Blige to uh, Stevie Wonder to uh, Eric B. and Rakim. It doesn't matter. It, whatever that mood was at the time and when you take those headphones off it's go time so whatever that last song is it's got to be it's got to mean something that's for sure I, I, I wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting stevie wonder in the playlist though that one kind of got me stevie wonder in the playlist what, what song by stevie oh boy I, you know what's funny before games a lot of times i like to listen to slow songs 
Like I would listen to uh, My Life by Mary J. Blige. By Mary J. Yeah. But listen to the words though. You know what I mean? When you look at my life, can you see what I, you know what I'm saying? That's, it's deep. I ain't mad at you. I know you ain't mad. <laughs> you, you know music. I know you ain't mad. No way. Crisco, did you, have you, Crisco, have you ever for anything that you do? Gotten hype with a slow song? What? No, 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 no that, that, that might be too personal. Matter of fact, now, look, now that I've asked the question, I'm like, wait a minute, wait, yeah. that might be too personal. You know, he played that Luther back in the day, playing that Luther. Mm-hmm. Luther. No, I, I think I think you're right. I think sometimes if it's got that message, if it's got that motivation, especially if it's a gospel record that didn't have to have all the BPM with it, boom, it's the right one. Yeah, man. Going in, going in, man. Like you know, you know which one I like. The other day, it reminded me I was on Peloton, but it's a song called "Back on Top." Cause I'm back on top. You know, it's a it's a classic joint, right? Mm. But like it just talks about like when things were down, but now you back on top, yeah, baby. Man. And it's running. I'm like, man, I would never think to put this on as part of the Peloton soundtrack. I was like, damn, we back on top, baby. Let's go. So you're right. I think it's the message. I'm listening to the to the beat sometimes, but then at the same time, if it's got that message behind it, I don't care what the BPM is on. See, Let's I taught spin, I taught spin for about 15 years, and you realize there's a lot of energy in slow songs. There's a lot of energy because it might be going slow, but they're saying something in there, and that's when people are they're at their best. So don't don't knock the slow jams, please. You, 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 Man, you wait, know, hold on, hold on. You say you spin class? I used to teach spin like for about twelve years. Yeah, like the bike spin. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Spin yeah. class, you're doing it all, bro. Yeah, that's a long time. I'm old now, dog. But back in the day, couldn't nobody mess with a bike like me. I was tearing bikes up, tearing them up. Keep them in check, right yeah, there. Yeah, man. On the bike. Ian is well versed out here, man. Uh, now, now though, now I'm gonna like. First of all, I need you to send me that that back on top song because I, 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 I honestly, I'm I'm inspired wanting to hear that one right now. Like yeah, right? when you start talking about the words to a song, I ain't gonna lie to you. And that I think is what I miss in music nowadays, right? Like a lot of the, the words don't don't carry, and you be like, I want to hear those words again, right? It's like, I, I, yeah, I bounce for a second, but I don't get those words that like you guys were just talking about. That go, man, I need to hear those words again, man. Those those words are what inspired me. Gloria Gaynor back on top. Well, well you know, fact, she's like, okay. was afraid. Well, yeah, I, that's I was about to say, the fact that you said Gloria Gaynor, yeah. now I definitely want to hear it. Like, <laughs> I, will, I, will all, I will survive, baby. I will survive. Hey, gents, we, we, got, we got five minutes to go, man. So, so let's take a turn here with something that's been like super controversial. Um, and um, Ian, I, um, we, you and I have talked about this before. And it's, it's players and player safety in the league. And, of course, uh, Tua. Miami Dolphins quarterback, of course, uh, the concussion thing is, is is a big deal around him right now. And the first week he had got hit, um, to everybody that watched the video, even myself being a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a replay doctor, right? So I'm like, something ain't right with this dude. He almost fell over or whatever. And then all of a sudden we get this story that it was his back. It wasn't, the, it wasn't concussion or anything like that. The very next week, after on a short week, they play on Thursday night, he gets hit. And it is clearly, clearly Clearly, some concussion issues, right? So now it's all coming out, and the fallout is happening everywhere where everybody's trying to figure out who's to blame, this, that, and the other. I think the uh, NFL Players Association has fired the independent uh, neurologist. That person has gotten fired, right? Give me your, yeah. your thoughts on the Tua situation. Well, first, uh, the Dolphins or the, uh, the NFL firing the guy is, is admitting that they did something wrong, Okay. You know, the, a few good men, you can't handle the truth. I, I love that because we can't handle, no, you can't handle the truth. I know the truth. The truth is the coach, the GM, really doesn't give a rat's ass about the player, okay? It's either you can play or you can't play. 
they have no time. And McDaniel, the coach, didn't do anything the other 31 coaches wouldn't have done, which is put your player on the field because the doctor said it was fine. The, the parameters were set by the NFL. The NFL set the parameters by that doctor, then they fired him. I'm telling you right now, that doctor got umpteen millions of dollars to step aside. Now, Tua, the Miami Dolphins better hope he loves football because if he doesn't love football, he can say, I'm cloudy. And if he doesn't play again, listen to me, nine figures. They got to pay they got to pay him at least 100 million if he doesn't play again and you knew he shouldn't have been back on the field. Listen, I'm not a doctor, I don't have a certificate. When your knees are wobbly, it ain't your back. I've had a bad back. You know what you, you know what do when you when you have a bad back, you know what you do? You fall straight down. You, you collapse. You don't wobble. No, I'm not a doctor. The second it happened, I go, "Look how concussed he is." Then he went back on the field. Cameron Brait went back on the field last week. When are we going to realize that they don't give a rat's ass? I've known forever, so this is not shocking to me. I'll let everybody else be shocked. But this happens every week. The unfortunate part is it turned out the way it did. But it happens every single week in the NFL on every team. Crisco, you look like it. I I was going to say, Crisco, you look like you got like heavy thoughts there. (laughs) No, I mean, he said it. I agree. You don't have to have a Ph.D., to see what happened on the field. And the fact, I I think it just comes down to, was he coerced or was he encouraged to say that it was his back for fear that this exact situation that's happening was going to happen against uh, Buffalo the first game? And then when it happened again against the Bengals, there's no, it was my back. He couldn't say it was his back again. We all saw what happened. (laughs) And it just comes down to, was he encouraged to say it was his back? Or was was he, did he really have pain in his head? And I think that may be part of the investigation as well, because like, it's like, hey, just get back on the field. You can play or you can't play. If you can, get back on there. And maybe they rushed it and they may be trying to, you know, kind of cover all this up. And I think you're seeing a lot of players, active and former players, really stepping up in this situation, being vocal, because like we said earlier in this podcast, it is a business, right? And the fans are starting to understand the business aspect of it, to start to understand mental health and brain CTE health as well, more than ever. And people would rather see their favorite player be taken care of than taken advantage of in any sport, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, baseball, it doesn't matter what it is. They love their fa- their fans for a reason, and they want to see the longevity of that player and no matter the sport, playing as long as possible. So I'd be interested to see how this plays out. Now, to build on that point that you just made just then, right? Like the 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 player has some kind of say somewhere in it because the fans, you're right. They they the fans now are showing a, a different type of caring. You know, like they're like, yeah, I want to see my favorite player, but I don't want to see him hurt or that sort of thing, right? So, with that being said. Tua going to the press conference and saying himself, it was my back. Him, and, you know, there's been some some words saying that he kind of tricked the testing, which I'm not sure how that can go, Ian. You can probably speak to that more than me. Is he partially to blame? Well, I mean, once again, you knew it was a concussion. I knew it was a concussion. Cisco knew it was a concussion. But the doctors didn't know it was a concussion. And you talk about he needed to be coerced. Who is coercing him? Like, I don't, like, who who wants him to be on the field and, and and maybe die. He could have died on the field. On Monday after that game, I said, I gave a game ball to the Miami Dolphins uh, medical staff for covering the fact that he was concussed. And then on Thursday, he was asleep on the field. So 
I mean, how much more do we need to, to see? Seriously. It's to a point now, that doctor that let him on the field, isn't that your job to make sure he doesn't go on the field? I thought that was your job. So if, it's, if everybody's putting this on the player, to me, you're wrong. Because that's what the doctor was placed there to do, is to protect the player from, the, from himself. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Gents, uh, I, I appreciate you. Um, and Ian, I appreciate you for joining me and my man, Crisco Kid All today, good. man. Uh, uh, Crisco, uh, uh, hey, Ian, uh, we're, we're leaving the door open too, Ian, because we, we'd like to have you back. I'll be sweating, though. We, we definitely would like to have you back. I need some air in here. I'll be sweating. Hey, man. Hey, I think he's trying to call out Jason the radio influence. I don't think that was on me. I think he's trying to call out Jason up in here. Nah, Jason knows um, I come out the shower sweating. I sweat all the time. It's all good. He's trying to blame the player right now. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, gents, uh, Ian, where can they reach you at on social media? Uh, I'm an Instagram guy, Ian underscore Beckles, and uh, I don't look for no politics on there like food. and. Uh... <laughs> Crisco, as always, where can they find you at? Everything is at Crisco Kid, C R I S C O K I double D. Hey, man. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys joining me and Crisco Kid for this little weekly thing here we call playlist. Um, and I'm having fun with it, Crisco. I, I really am, man. I, I'm glad that you agreed to do this with me, man, to talk to talk what we're talking right here, man. And Ian, again, I thank you so much, man, for stopping by, man. For the entire team here at Radio Influence, man, I am DJ Eakin, of course, across all platforms at DJ Eakin and YouTube at DJ Eakin TV. Uh, we are gone, man, right now. Me and Crisco Kid, man, we will see you next week, man. All right, Ian, thanks again, man. Jason, I'll holla. I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 